Today's episode is brought to you by Superior Sports Investments. Established in 1995, they carry one of the largest graded card inventories in the country with the widest variety of BGS and BCCG and PSA graded sports cards. Unlike other online sellers or auction houses, they own their entire inventory. They don't take consignment, no auctions, so they take pride in every sale that they make. They make sure every card they sell is the highest quality item possible before it leaves their hands and packaged safely and securely. Visit their eBay or Amazon stores to see their entire inventories or browse superiorsportsinvestments.com. That's superiorsportsinvestments.com. And use the promo code THANKS5 for a discount. This is Isaiah Kiner-Fleffa with the Texas Rangers. Welcome to the Texas Rangers Baseball Podcast with Jeff and John. Jeff Wilson started covering the Texas Rangers in 2008, though he'll never forget 2021. Out on his own, he decided it was time to do a podcast, but his wheels were spinning until a nerd came along. There's no going back now. Welcome to the Texas Rangers Baseball Podcast. Here's your host, Jeff Wilson, and the recliner nerd himself, John Moore. Welcome once again to the Texas Rangers Baseball Podcast. This is episode three, and today, AJ Alexi. And man, you keep knocking down the park. You're getting these guys on here. So this will be great. We'll get to AJ in a little bit, but uh, dude, all right. I'm, it's, it's a good thing I came over here. Yeah, well, you know, it's... Uh... We talked to we talked to the guy who runs the whole thing in the first episode, John Daniels, and we talked to the uh, the the next great hope, uh, Josh Young. And so I was like, well, who who do we talk to? How about somebody from the current team? And they're out of town and uh, off today, so uh, AJ's taking time out of his off day in San Francisco to to uh, to talk to us. So we we appreciate it and try to try to get to know him because you know we he, he's 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 pretty unknown. I you know just. Uh, <laughs> He's becoming you know, known. Spring training. We we didn't really have a spring training to, to get a chance to talk to him. So uh, not even the the writers really know him. So it'll be uh, it'll be good to sit down and talk at him. Yeah, it'll be fun for him too. I think to actually talk to some of the the big league media and 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 a venue. This this might be one of his bigger interviews with the big league media. I know he's been on the Zoom calls. Uh, hey, good lord, eleven scoreless innings in his first two starts. Um, the guy's been outstanding. I mean, this is exciting to get him on. This is a this is a good one. I'm, I can't I can't wait for it. Yeah, and and hard to argue with what he's done. Obviously, I mean, I I. I'm not sure we, we knew what to expect. If you just look at his minor league numbers, then maybe this doesn't come as a surprise, but you know, he didn't pitch in 2020. He was hurt in 2019. So um, on the, on that, on that side of it, it, it probably is a bit of a surprise, but what, whatever, just enjoy, enjoy the ride. Don't get your hopes up too high. Cause it's two starts of what you hope is uh, 300 in his career or, or more, but um yeah, good t- good times for him right now. I'm sure he's living loving it and 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 trying to keep his feet on the ground. Yeah, and look, uh, you know, I, I always try to say this, being somebody that that, that really a big prospect guy. I walk, I watch the prospects and and watch. I mean, you got you got to be patient with these guys. This guy's come out fantastic, but eventually a book gets put together, and there are pro scouts that go out and and. But you know, the one thing AJ has done that's that he hasn't done before is he's throwing strikes, and he's throwing three or four pitches for strikes. And if he continues to do that 
you know, with a mid nineties fastball to go along with that, he's going to have success. But I mean, you know, when he does have that outing where someone rocks him a little bit or something happens, Hey, this guy's young. He's up here. He's part of that. You Darvish trade, which now looks like the Rangers probably won that trade. If you want to, well, you know, look, I think the, I think the Dodgers got what they wanted out of it. I mean, let's, let's be honest. If they could go back, maybe they'd like to have Alexi and Calhoun who knows, but uh, it's fun to see. It is fun to see some development in this organization. Yeah. And that's kind of, you know, when uh, John Daniels was on, I made a, uh, made mention of the, the pro scouting department. And this is where the pro scouting department comes in trades like that. Um, you know, somebody four years ago saw enough of AJ Alexi to recommend him in a trade. And then, uh, you know, for, for two starts and 11 innings, it's making the, the scouting department look real good. Yeah. And, and look, it, it's, it's real easy that you've got your John Daniel haters and everything went down here when Nolan left, you got your people that, that, uh, defend him and say, Hey, you got to give him, him more chance. You, 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 maybe you ride the fence and go back away. But right now, if you're going to, if you're going to, get on somebody and we can all have our criticisms of certain things that happen with John Daniels right now, this entire organization you have to look at and think, you know, they've really t- turned the minor league system and the, and the system all together is young and talented right now. Now there's still work to do, but th- they certainly seem to be on the right track. Well, when, you know, when, when ownership uh, ag- agreed to the rebuild uh, last off season, to go dive dive in feet first. I know that the end of last season looked like it, but you know to officially do it to to not add to payroll uh, to to focus on on rebuilding the minor league season. That part of it through one year is an absolute success. There, oh, yeah. There's no no other way to say it. I mean the the the, the system's deeper. It it has some talent and and players are developing or. And, and the players who needed to rebound are rebounding. So yeah. it's been on the, on the minor league level, it's been a great year for the Rangers. Yeah, it has. And, you know, before we get in, we're going to have AJ on here in a little bit. We want to talk about the current team. But, hey, before we want to do that, man, this has been a success, dude. This this podcast has been awesome. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. Uh, yeah, thanks, everybody, for, for listening. Uh, you know, it, it's it's uh, nice to to know that there's there's interest in in what we're doing, but uh, interest in the Rangers and it's going to grow. You know, w- winning winning does a lot of things, including building interest in the team. And uh, you're getting in now on the ground floor of something that I've wanted to do for a while, and something that John has done somewhere else. And uh, we're, we're we put our heads together, and uh, or it's 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 going good. Two episodes in, we're we're happy with the way it's been received. You know. Uh, if, if you can find a way to leave uh, reviews, positive reviews, we don't want any bad reviews. Yeah, yeah. So, if you can forget us, if you do, <laughs> leave, leave them where you can. But uh, yeah, just just the fee, just the, the the number of of listens alone has uh, has. Uh, that tells us those are good reviews enough, I guess, for now. Yeah, it really is. And and they've con- they've been consistent. I mean, we had a lot of listens to the John Daniels episode. We come in with Josh Young. There's been a do- lot of downloads on that, too. Um, hey, guys, I, this is more than I got with the Rangers Nation podcast, and I was very happy with what I was getting there. But obviously, we bring in a professional to come in and do this with me, and, and I knew it was going to oh, yeah. go up. Uh, <laughs> I knew it was going to go up, but man, this has been great and and just fantastic to to see all. And guys, we can't th- can't thank you enough. And please share this with people if you know people that are looking for to get the Ranger news and stuff. Obviously, we got Jeff's uh, the website, the Texas Rangers uh, baseball newsletter at jeffwilson.substack.com. But you can also this podcast. We'll be talking stuff on here. But let's talk about a team. Right now, the last 10 games, <laughs> I can't, <laughs> it's weird to say this, seven and three over the last 10 games. 
Yeah, and then and four straight road wins, which hadn't happened since uh, late in 2019 at Baltimore. Um, so, yeah, good stuff. Now, I mean, you know, they're playing an Angels team that isn't isn't very good again. You know, another disappointing Angels team. What else is new? Uh, Arizona is just terrible. Yeah, I, you know, no no doubt about it. But you know what? You got to beat the bad teams too. Yep. Uh, and and you know. You success comes in many forms, and whether it's against the good teams or the bad teams, if you see yourself doing something right and see uh, your your new swing working or uh, your your you know, new mechanics on the mound working in in game action, that's going to build confidence, and it's it's going to keep guys wanting to come back for more and to keep working hard to get to the point that you know got them there. So uh, it's good. Chris Woodward's thrilled. You know, it's I asked him. Uh, I think it was yesterday. This this development you're seeing is it is it you know too little too late or is it uh, um, you know just in the nick of time? Uh, and, and he said that he didn't care if it was the last day of the season, as long as there's development, you'll take it. And, and, uh, yeah, you want them to, they, he wants them to finish strong, you know, I'm the, yeah. the, this going to get a little tougher here. Uh, but as long as they go out and compete, which, you know, he's huge on grinding, you know, that's the one, that's the one area where, where a bad team can com- compete with, a a good team has matched matched the level of energy and intensity. And for the most part, the Rangers have done that this year. The, the results haven't been there, but, you know, a lot of close losses. But, um, you know, these guys show up every day. And, and you know, the, the exception would be that Toronto and Detroit series coming out of the All-Star break. That was, Those were so bad. But um, that's uh, that, that's really the, the, the worst of it as far as I can see. And I think that's kind of – I think Chris Woodward would agree with that. Well, and, and look, they said before the season started, this was an assessment year. They've got to assess what they have. I mean, look, they want, nobody comes in and says, oh, well, we don't expect to win. They all want to win, but they knew this was an assessment year. And I saw a stat um, that it, it, someone put out, one, one of another writer put out yesterday. If, he, if his math was right, 60%, 59-point-something percent of the players that have played in the bigs leagues this year have been rookies. For the Rangers, and if that's mm-hmm. if that's true, I haven't put the numbers. I, I didn't put it to pencil to paper and do the math, but that is truly assessing a team. That's bringing a lot of kids in here at different points and letting them see what they can do. Yeah, and you know, I think right now the Rangers have the youngest roster in baseball. Uh, Leody Tavares, who turned uh, twenty three on Wednesday, he's the youngest guy on the team. You know, and then and that that alone should tell you something. This guy's only 23. Yeah. <laughs> Look what he's done the last week, 10 games, pretty good stuff from him. So um, you got to keep that in mind, you know, young, young players make mistakes. They do it from at bat to at bat. Um, and, and when you have, too many of them or however you want to look at it, that's going to affect the way the team performs. But uh, yeah, a lot of, a lot of guys have been looked at this year and, and that was, that was another one of the goals. You know what I think I've been most surprised about? I think, look, uh, when a team tells you they're going to they're going to spend money, we will be in the free agent market. We will be players in the free agent market. Doesn't mean they're going to spend, you know, a ton of money. But, hey, we're not back. In, if we think we can, you know, shoot for this guy, if we yeah. think he can help us down the line in two, three, four years, we're not afraid to go to the table. Uh, you know, the starting pitching that's available, um, maybe they don't have to really go after a big-name starting pitcher right now they've really got some more guys they can assess they're pretty deep with starting pitching right now just to see i'm sure they're going to get someone look at sign someone but if they didn't it wouldn't floor me because right now there are a lot of arms going into spring training uh to to look at and and they really got they could put it together a rotation with what they have 
Yeah, you know, the, the one thing you got to worry about is the innings, just because you know there there was no minor league season in twenty, um, so these guys basically are are all on innings counts. Even if you look at AJ Alexi, he's not going to get to hundred innings this year, right. or it's going to be real close, something like that. So um, you you can't ask him to go out and throw one eighty next year. Sure, so, yeah. Uh, you know, it, I I would imagine that the Rangers will try to sign a starting pitcher too. Uh, may not be the elite level guys who are out there. May not be Scherzer, uh, Gossman, Robbie Ray, uh, Clayton Kershaw. I, I, I don't see that necessarily happening. Um, maybe somewhere in between. Maybe they find a you know like a, a Mike Miner, a Kyle Gibson, or a Lance Lynn. Somebody on a deal like that. Sure. Come in and and is a proven veteran. Uh, can eat innings and and you know buys into the idea of being here. And uh, I, I think they have a better chance of signing a, a position player or two to a bigger contract. Yeah. You know, kind of kind of like the Padres did with Eric Hosmer, uh, you know, a few years before they got good. Somebody somebody like that, you know, a, a veteran who's been around, who's respected. Um, and there, there are going to be a lot of those guys out there too. So right now in this streak, in the 10-game ten, the ten streak, what's been the key, do you think? What do you see? What, what's been the key? Yeah, well, I mean, the the starting pitching's been great. I mean, that's just that's just the you 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 win with pitching and uh, the starters. This was going into Tuesday night had a three oh five ERA in their pat their their last ten games, and then Spencer Howard, you know, tosses two scoreless. Um, Wednesday, Arahara, what do you give up two and four and four and two thirds? So, um, you know, yeah. it probably went down a little bit. It's still right around three and twelve games. Uh, so, so you you look at that. And then the offense has been pretty good. I mean, it, it, this goes back to the the end of last month. The offense has been one of the best in baseball, honestly. You know, just yeah, uh, you, you know, the, the the numbers don't lie. They're they're up there, and uh, it just kind of seems like things are coming together. You know, uh, Leody Tavares has started to hit here in the last ten yeah. days. Nick Stolak came back from the minors and hit. Uh, Kiner Falefa. Uh, runs hot and cold, kind of got hot. Nate Lowe kind of got hot. So there, are, there are guys out there who are who are producing, and uh, maybe it's they finally found the comfort zone with, with the the changes they were asked to make. Whatever it is, you know, it, it's happening, and and uh, you know they're 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 starting to believe in themselves again. Is there anyone you 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 think stands out? If you look over, like just from September, we're what we're at September 9th today, I believe. Yeah. And so you you so you're nine days in. Is there anybody you look at and go, you know, right now in the last nine days, this guy stood out? If it was a pitcher or if it was a position player, uh, I'd you know I'd probably say. Well, I mean, it's hard, it's hard to it's hard to not look at Glenn Otto and AJ Alexi sure. on the pitching side. Uh, I think they, you know, the, probably the the stars of this nice stretch. But you know, Nick Solak, I think the guy coming back from from AAA, where you know when he went down, he was lost, and comes back because of COVID uh, there in Boston. Um, but he hit. He had an eleven game hitting streak. Even, even those three games afterwards, where he was over, he hit the ball hard. Uh, yesterday, you saw him grind out a sixteen pitch at bat, and then and to yep. cap it off, he had to leg out an infield hit. I mean, that's crazy. But uh, that, I mean, that's that's good hitting, you know. And then and, and and that's just the the mold, you know, kind of the gritty approach that Chris Woodard always talks about: battle and compete. Well, that's what Nick Solak did in that at bat, and and it really it really kind of sparked the team. They took note of it. They enjoyed it. 
and uh, it was it was part of a, a a good day offensively. Yeah, and you know what? Solak won the hat, got the cowboy hat after the game, um, and which leads me to my next segment. I want to have a little fun before we get AJ on here. So our our buddy Alex Plink, I don't know if you saw this. I did. Alex put out. Uh, uh, he's with Dallas Sports Fanatic, and he put out a thing about all the hat winners. And I was I found it interesting. I, I hadn't gone in. I tried to remember these off the top of my head, but then I had to look at it for the cheat sheet, and I was way off. Who's won the most hats? Do you think? Uh, I'd say um, I'd, I'd I'd probably say uh, Nate Lowe because um, he yep Nathaniel Lowe because he had he had that real good start. I don't think he won. Jordan Lyles won the first one, but I think Lowe won the second one. Right, and I think he won a couple there in that that first opening stretch. And so I'm I'm going to go with uh, I'm going to go with Nathaniel. Well, you're half right. There is a tie there, and believe it or not, this guy had a great game after uh, Spencer Howard the other day, going seven innings, and. Uh, Jordan Lyles has five. Both of them have five. So who? Okay, so we've got. Yeah, he got the, he got the hat uh, Tuesday. Yeah, he did. He gave it like yesterday. Sure, that, that's okay. right. Yeah, that was. Oh yeah, yeah. Tuesday. Um, I'm, I'm, my brain's thinking back. So Tuesday, he got seven innings. That was fantastic. You talk about saving yeah. a bullpen after Howard because yeah. they knew Howard was only going to go two, and then they bring him in. So if you go to that now, there are three guys. Let's see. Wait a minute. How many are there? There's one, two, three. There's three guys currently. That are on this list that are in AAA. Do you know who they are? Uh, okay. Um, uh, Curtis Terry. That's one. Uh, man. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> one of them's kind of a forgotten name uh, because, uh, boy, think of uh, think of Pozo, someone that came up like that and then went back down. Maybe they kind of switched places. All right. I don't know. John Hicks. How about, how about uh, is, is Young still in the major league? He is. Or? No, he's not. Oh. No, they've got He's got him at AAA. So you got okay. Young. Yeah. Young is All the right. other. That's the other one. Young, Young, Terry. And then the one that's kind of the odd one is John Hicks. I forgot he's still. Oh, yeah. John Hicks. John yeah. Hicks. So uh, th- this down in AAA. Now we got three also that are out of the organization. Now, I think two of them are pretty easy because we all saw, yeah. saw that. Um, but who's Gallon the third one? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Gallo and Gibson, they're gone. They both were part of the trade deadline. So who's the third one? I I, I know this one. Who is it? It's David Dahl. It's Oh wait, you're right because David Dahl's out. But there's four. There's four. Oh, My bad. Oh. There's one more. All right. Oh. So you you're even better than me, and I'm reading the thing. <laughs> uh, just out of the organization, huh? Out of the organization. Um, Brett DeGus. It is not Brett DeGus. <laughs> It is Yoeli Rodriguez. Oh. <laughs> he got one back on right. April. Back in, it's, it's easy for you to forget that one. That was way back in April, April the 19th against the Angels. Um, oh, Yoeli did it. Uh, it may have been, didn't he come off? Yoeli came in a little bit late from the season because it, when he injured in yeah. spring training. So it might have been one of his first games back, and he came in probably had a couple shutdowns or something. I, yeah. You'll probably remember yeah. that more than me. Well, that was fun to play anyway. Listen, we're going to uh, – let's go get – AJ to come in here now. We're going to have AJ come in. And then once after that, I do want to do something fun. When we go down in the bus leagues, we could talk about records and all of that, but I'm just going to have this. We're going to talk about some certain prospects, but right now let's go talk to AJ Alexi. All right, joining us now from San Francisco, California, where the Rangers are on the road and they pick up their series tomorrow night is new 
right-handed pitcher on the big league staff. A lot of you have heard of him from the minor league system. AJ Alexi is joining us right now. AJ, thanks for coming on, bud. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Yeah, and, and uh, I know I've covered the team 14 years, so I know what off days mean to players. So to oh, give up absolutely, day, we really appreciate it. Oh, no problem at all. You got big plans for the for the big off day? I mean, just just relaxing. I'll probably try to go find a nice meal around here. But other than that, just hanging out. All right. Good. Good. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how much how shut down San Francisco is with everything. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, we'll just jump into the baseball. Um, you know, you you are our first guest from the active major league roster, which I'm sure is quite an honor for you. And you're going to be a, a, a footnote for a long time, but <laughs> you're, also, you're also a footnote on a much grander scale with two. What, what's, what is it? It's the first pitcher in major league history with at least five scoreless endings on one or fewer hits to start his career. Is that, is that just mind blowing? Oh, absolutely. I don't, I don't think it's fully sunk in yet, but it's, you know, it's eternally grateful for the opportunity and humbled that I was able to do it. So it's it's pretty good. It's a pretty good start and something to build off of. That's for sure. I mean, this is going back to 1893. That's 128 years. That's yeah. That's Ty Cobb. <laughs> or not Ty Cobb, but but Cy Young and. Well, hell, Ty Cobb, too. Yeah. Chrissy Mackison, Walter Johnson, Sandy Koufax. We don't have to go through all the names, but. And A.J. Alexi. A.J. Alexi. All right. Right. Hey, somebody had to be first. You know, what? it's 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 a pretty cool feeling to, to have that company. That's for sure. Yeah. What's um, what's been the key to your success, you think, in these these first two starts? Um, you know, I think I think I've been pretty, pretty mentally good on the mound, just staying calm and collected when you know I get runners on base or when I need to execute a pitch it's you know I'm, I'm really focused on the game plan mm-hmm. um, whoever's my catcher that night whether it be Pozo my debut or, or Trevi behind the dish uh, against the Angels uh, a couple of days ago um, you know, we just like to sit down talk for a while develop a good game plan and then once once the lights come on it's time to execute it so I think I think the mental game has been pretty good in in my baseball realm aspect of it, if you will. But um, uh, yeah, just executing a game plan as well. Yeah. So I, I thought that was kind of cool that Pozo got your first start and that you, I mean, you, you've known him for a long time. I mean, it, it, right. Absolutely. I'm, um, did Trevino catch you during his rehab assignment this year? At first? No, he did not. No, he, he skipped over my start, but he, he was there for a couple of days and we talked about, you know, then again, the scouting program there and how how similar it is to, to the one we get here. So, okay. So there's a comfort factor. Absolutely. So, yeah. Uh, so one one thing I noticed is you work exclusively from the stretch, and I think I think uh, I think Otto does too, and I know Taylor Hearn does. So what? Why why, why do you uh, why do you go at it that way? You know, I I like to pitch as simple as possible. If if it's not simple, it's probably not for me. Um, <laughs> like I was saying earlier, my my mental game aspect's so easy just because I don't have a lot of things to worry about when I do pitch. It's you know, get your foot up, get on your backside, and then get to the end of the baseball. 
and then get in the zone as, as prevalent as possible. Yeah. So, um, and when Mike Maddox was the uh, pitching coach for the Rangers, when you, when you Darvish came to the team, Darvish was straight out of the stretch. And we asked him about it, and he's like, "Well, if you think about it, a lot of most of your pitches in it." game come from the stretch you know it, it, you know because you're going to give up hits or walks or whatever and and it makes it, it makes a lot of sense and absolutely hell i mean can't question the results so um can you can when you were added to the roster in november um john daniels talked about how you spent the downtime uh with covid and having no season uh you change your delivery uh, you were out in Arizona a lot, so I'm, I'm just wondering: can you how how instrumental was that to to the kind of the season you've had? You know, it's obviously being sidelined 2020 just because of the whole COVID situation, and then uh, being sidelined the year before just with that lat the lat strain. It it gave me a lot of time to develop not who I am as a pitcher, but who I want to be when I'm pitching. And um, I think I think the the guy I created is someone who's aggressive. Um, don't really don't really care who's in the box, but all I'm focused on is trying to get every single hitter out as best as I can. Um, but I think coming along with that, you know, having all that downtime, I've developed some of my some of my pitches into a lot better pitches. Um, you know, early in my in my career, my changeup was nothing to throw across the plate because it would just get smacked. But it's it's finally good to see some some progress with uh, pitch development. Okay, so, so do you live in Arizona in the off season, or you did did you just stay there? I did not. I uh, I actually spent most of my off seasons in PA, but going to spend my first one in uh, Texas this year. Um, but. I think I'm. I think I'm five for five on instructs. So, oh well. Lucky. Yeah, a lot of instruct time for me. <laughs> so, yeah. So Pennsylvania. I mean, I I know it's a cradle of quarterbacks, or it has been. I don't know about. Yeah, that. it has. But uh, what what was what was baseball like for a young AJ Alexi? Uh, wow, not much. You know, <laughs> uh, I grew up in the middle of. I mean, I don't want to say nowhere, Pennsylvania, but. The, the Amish community is very prevalent from where I'm yeah. from. All right. Um, it, you know, it was good baseball. I, I, I caught a lot growing up. Uh, obviously wanted to play every single position. Yeah. Uh, thought I was Mike Trout, but I could not even hit a ball to the warning track if I tried. <laughs> and, you know, it, it. we just so happened to, to start pitching probably about junior year of high school. And I, I, I loved it. So stuck with it. I I, uh, I saw on the media guide and I heard it on the broadcast the other night when you were a freshman in high school, you were five six one twenty. I was, yeah. That I was uh, I was wrestling that year at one twenty six, and I was not tall. Oh my gosh! Well, I don't know. I don't want to say a late bloomer, but oh, absolutely, I was. Take a huge jump. Was there like a sophomore or junior year? You. Um, yeah, I, I think going into my junior year baseball season, I think I was around six, two, but towards the beginning of that year, I was about five, five, seven, five, eight. So, wow. Shot up. 
Hey, cool, cool. Well, and then the, and then uh, you, you know the Dodgers caught caught wind of you. You get drafted in 2016, and then boom, they trade you. Yeah. <laughs> so what was that that whole experience like? I mean, a, a teenager getting traded. You know what my my first initial reaction was. Uh, I was almost choked up. I was like, "All right, uh, I get the I get to meet." I mean. 140 more new people. I got to, I got to memorize all the names again. Uh, I got to go to a new area, but you know what? It, at, at that time frame, being attached to that name as, you know, he's so successful in his career. It's, it's very humbling to be a part of that, but you know, also, also come over here and, you know, it's almost like a new start, but with a, a really good name attached to it. So it's, it's been a lot of fun. Good outlook. Uh, so, what? What? Who, who's been your guy in the in the in the minors? You know, like Danny Clark. Uh, is, yeah. Who, who have you leaned on the most? Do you think? I mean, I've I've had conversations about baseball and not about baseball with DC for as many years as I've been here. So he's he's always been a really good guy to talk to. Jeff Andrews, sure. pitching coach in Frisco, really helped me out. Um, more, more along the lines of, you know, how to pitch and the aspect of pitch sequencing, what pitch you should throw here and why, yeah, yeah, stuff like that. And then Jordan Teagues has, has really helped me out just off dealing with off the field stuff. You know, when, whenever I get stressed about, uh, you know, I'm, I'm getting rained out. He, he's always the guy I can talk to just to, to shoot, shoot a conversation and, and get my mind off baseball. So it's been really fun. Yeah. When you mentioned Jeff, I mean, that, that Frisco pitching staff this year was uh, pretty, yeah. pretty special with you and Colwyn and, and Hans, uh, Lats, and Yuri. And yeah. leave anybody out, but uh, kind of it, it was something that that guys who had rehab there would come back and talk to the Rangers about, like the camarad camaraderie on the pitching staff. What what was that like, and how did kind of I think I asked you on the Zoom call the other day, kind of compete against each other? Yeah, absolutely. No, it's you know going from Cole to Lats, Hans and Yeri, and you know all those other guys. They're they're just so competitive, and you know once once you watch them pitch. Um, it's, it's not only just watching the hitters at that point in time, we, we made it a point to where we were going to use what they did on that given day and take it to advantage on our, on our day. Um, I don't know. It, it, it was, it was a young, but it was a young, but productive group. You know, they, they always wanted to get better. Uh, we always wanted to pitch as long as we could. And, you know, whatever the results may be, we always had another day to go work on it after that. So that, that was kind of the mindset down there. And it, it was, it was a lot of fun being there for, for the time being. Yeah. Our, 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 uh, just, you know, Hans obviously has been traded, but uh, we, we, we know the names. It seems like the Rangers are in pretty good shape pitching wise coming, coming, uh, coming down the pipeline. Uh, yeah, I, I I think we we have a a lot of guys around my age who who are hungry to to get back to winning. I mean, I love to win baseball games. I I hate to lose. Um, <laughs> however, I can help the team out and a win is I'll step up and do it, even if that means you know I got to get in a bat 
I might strike out on three pitches, but I'm I'm going to swing on at least two of them. <laughs> so sounds like like Jordan did the other night. Yeah, we're we're going to give it a shot. <laughs> hey, you got to show that Mike Trout power that you had. <laughs> Uh, I don't know that that New Jersey power is different than PA power. <laughs> okay. Right. Uh, one other thing, you got married in the off season. I uh, did. Congratulations. Uh, Thank you. Congrats. That's uh, thank you. I didn't get married until I was. Uh, my wife's right here. I was 33, I think. She there knows, you go. She knows little, for sure. It, it, it takes it takes a little a little while to find the right one, but when you do, jump at it, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was lucky enough to find mine in high school. And then, you know, obviously her being with me all this time in the minor leagues, it's, it's kind of hard not to, to trust someone when they, they've seen you in your, your lows in the minors. So yeah, uh, I had to, I had to put a ring on it. That's for sure. <laughs> Good for you. All right, John. Yeah. So my, mine's a little more down the fun way. He, he asked a couple of them. Now you, you said you wrestled in high school. Is that right? I did. Correct. Did you play any other sports besides wrestling and baseball? Uh, I grew up playing baseball, football, and wrestling, but towards towards the end of my high school career, I kind of gave up on on the other sports and focused on baseball. When you shoot up that 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 tall, so I, I guess the question comes after that. Well, first of all, you were committed to Radford University. That's where I saw you were committed. Do you have any other Correct. schools that were checking you out? Uh, I, I was talking to a few. I talked to Penn State a little bit. Um, uh, I know I was in brief emails with Coastal Carolina. Um, but I mean, Radford was, Radford was one who, who actually made the jump for me. And I went to down there to my visit, you know, it's almost like a town from where I'm from. And I I thought it was a pretty good fit. So how hard, you know, you, so you get a, a college scholarship, you get drafted also, how hard were you throwing in high school? Uh, I think I was like 91 to 93. I don't, I don't think I, I popped any crazy numbers back then. Um, but I, I also had a pretty good curveball. I, I would think so, but you know, I, I'm not the one putting that on, uh, on the papers, but <laughs> well, so let me ask you this. So when was it? Was, I mean, you said your junior year, you really shot up your junior year. When was it that you actually thought to yourself or, or maybe you noticed, well, there's scouts coming around. I might have a chance to play pro baseball. You know what? I, I was a pretty late bloomer in the, in the, in the college prog- uh, progress scene of committing. Um, I didn't, I didn't really commit until I think it was just before my senior year started. Yeah. And luckily enough and grateful enough just actually has some some eyes come and see me at the games um but you know that that process was really stressful but a whole lot of fun you know seeing guys with radar guns behind the fence it's it was cool well did you commit before or after your 164 pitch game (laughs) i committed before that okay (laughs) yeah yeah we we got the commitment out of the way before we hit that that, that little speed bump there. Did Pulled he that offer after seeing that? <laughs> One sixty four. Yeah, that you know, it's you don't like I, to lose. I don't like to lose. Like I said, I'm a competitive guy. I want the ball, but you know, it's that was definitely something I I, I learned from as you know after after the fact. Just you know, it's not safe for me, but it. You know, 
I found myself out who I was as a competitive pitcher and what what my limits were, and clearly I had none. So, <laughs> well, I, listen, I just got a couple of more, and they're really fun ones to to end this. Absolutely. On. So, first of all, you're a kid that something Jeff and I don't know about. You got drafted. So, tell us about being drafted. Where were you, and how did you find out you'd been drafted by the by the Dodgers? <clears throat> Uh, I, I believe it was June. I want to say the exact date was 13th, but I could be wrong there. Um, the only reason I know that was, uh, I was getting ready to go to my high school graduation and towards around 10 o'clock, I was watching the feed, got a call from my agent and said, Hey, this could be it. Um, just be ready. And I was like, all right, absolutely. Turned on the TV, heard the name and just, you know, what what emotion comes with that is just relief but stress with it just because you know i'm going to a new place new people yeah um, but yeah that 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 process was a whole lot of fun once my graduation came home had a nice party with friends and family it was cool so you, you knew as soon as your name got called you were, yeah that was it that was it you're, yeah, okay. I was gone. Yep, that that that's pretty cool. Last one, and this one's this is the fun story. I've every big leaguer that I've ever talked to that tells this story is pretty cool. Tell us about okay. Tell us about getting called up. How did you find out? What happened? How did you get called up? Um, I got called into the office in Round Rock, and Kenny Holmberg sat me down. Uh, I've known Kenny for a couple of years, so it, it made this interaction a whole lot better. But you know. He goes, you've been, you've been busting your butt for a while, but here's your opportunity. And, you know, my, my first initial reaction was, you know, shock. I, I didn't know what to say to Kenny after he said it. Um, I mean, I was, I was on the verge of busting tears and in front of all my coaching staff, which, you know, I don't really like to do. Um, (laughs) But, you know, at, at that, at that point in time, it was, you know, a dream come true and it, it, it's good to see, you know, it, it, it just gives all these younger kids where I'm from. Hard work does pay off, you know, no matter where you're from, if you work hard enough, you'll get there. But yeah, the, the, the call up was super, super awesome. But you'd been on, you'd kind of been on like hold. Because yeah. Yeah. I've been on, on hold a little bit. Yeah. But still, I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's still the same reaction. I was just waiting for my opportunity. And when it came, I, I, I didn't, I didn't want to let it go. I wanted to seize it. That's for sure. Who, who got the first call dad or, or the wife? My wife got the first call. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I will, I will forever call my wife first now. So as two men that have been married for a while, that's very, very smart. Always make sure your wife, <laughs> make sure your wife knows before everyone else knows. <laughs> Perfect. Thank you. That's good advice. Thank you. AJ, yeah. we can't thank you enough. You got one more Jeff. I'm sorry. No, I'm good. Okay. Hey, we can't thank you enough for taking your day off in San Francisco to come and talk with us. Um, I, we really appreciate it. Go out there and have fun. Go get, go find you a meal. Good luck over the weekend. And we'll look forward to seeing you when you get back. Perfect. Thank you guys so much for having me. A lot of fun. Uh, that's AJ Alexi. AJ Alexi, right-handed pitcher for the Texas Rangers. Thanks, AJ. Of course. 
All right, that was AJ Alexi. That was fun. Uh, I'm excited. That was good for you to get that guy on. It was fun to talk to AJ, and we thank him for coming for coming on here. All right. Yeah, especially in the off day, those guys those guys want to get out and and do stuff. So absolutely, absolutely good. And he's in San Francisco too, so you know there's things to do there. He can go out to Alcatraz or something and hang out. Who knows? But that that's good. Uh, yeah, thanks. From a CVS. Exactly. Hey, we're going to go down in the bus leagues right now. I want to do something. I kind of put it out to you and I said, okay, here's your homework. So yes, I do give Jeff some homework when we come into this. I said, I want you to go to every position. We're going to start with starting pitchers. We're going to have a right-hander and a left-hander all the way through the lineup. And we're going to go with a relief pitcher in this organization, not in the big leagues right now. Who is the best player at each position? I wrote something about this long time ago, earlier in the year, who I thought was. It's changed for me. So you did your homework. So let's start out. We're going to go. You know what? We'll do it numerically. If we're going to go numerically, position one is starting pitching. Who is the best right-handed starting pitcher in the organization? Well, you know, that's a, that's a tough one. That's kind of a trick question because Jack Leiter's in the organization, but he's not pitching. Right. You know, so... Boy, everybody thinks he's the the top prospect now, and and um, looking at his college numbers, yeah, sure. Uh, I'm gonna go with somebody who's done it. I'm gonna go with Cole Wynn. Uh, he's just had such a, a real good year at Double A AA Frisco. Um, you know, he started the Futures game. He's from Colorado, so that always has a place in my heart. But um, this guy's got four quality pitches, you know. And and I was out at Frisco and and talking to a couple guys out there and. Uh, they said AJ Alexi has four pitches too, but they're not as good as, as Colwyn. So <laughs> I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Colwyn on this one with with Leiter, the runner up, and uh, Ricky Venasco would 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 be my uh, fill out my right handed podium. Yeah, Ricky Ricky is uh, throwing again. Um, I, I, I actually texted Ricky about three weeks ago. He said that uh, they haven't fully let him go, but he said he was hitting 94. Uh, just, but he was throwing off the mound, which is that. Hey, mm-hmm. hey, there are some in this organization, guys. You think we're crazy? There are some I know that think Ricky Venasco may be an ace in the waiting. That no, truly, no doubt. Could, no doubt that they think that about him and what he did. You know what? I went with Cole Wynn, and the same reason you did. It's not that Jack Leiter may not just be a month into next season and we could go, okay, it's real simple. Jack Leiter is the best right-handed pitcher in this organization. But you know what? It's no knock on Jack Leiter. Jack Leiter is a fantastic pitcher, and he is without a doubt a superstar uh, prospect coming into this. But Cole Wynn's been doing it. You're right. Yeah. He's been doing it, and that's what I went. How about left-handed pitcher? Uh, you know, uh, another one that, that, um, was tough for me because, uh, I'm a big fan of Cole Reagan's. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, I think everybody, everybody, not just, just, you know, if if you follow baseball to at that, you know, that deeply and know the Cole Reagan story, you got to pull for the guy, you know, he said Tommy John surgery, not once, but twice. And so he hadn't pitched really since, uh, what, 2017. And then he goes out and. And he's a double A now. You know, the, the Rangers gave him a, a pretty stiff assignment to start with high A. He, he, he did great with that um, and is a double A now. But I'm going to go I'm going to go with Cody Bradford, uh, who is at Frisco right now. Also started started in Hickory. Uh, another guy who who kind of had had some bad injury luck. There is last year at, at Baylor and had thoracic surgery for you know thoracic outlet syndrome. 
he was coming off being the Big 12 pitcher of the year. Uh, probably would have gone in the first or second round if he'd stayed healthy. Uh, slid, I think, to six, maybe seven. Uh, and um, he's been great. Uh, yeah. really, really, really good. Uh, has, has come on and gotten better as the years gone along. Uh, great control. Tremendous control. Strikes out a lot of guys. Big, Really, really good changeup. Uh, so that's my guy. That's that's my left-handed starter. And a good one. I, yeah, I really, I really debated on that one. I debated on Bradford. I like Bradford a lot. And yeah, Baylor, he was awesome. Didn't he, did he win Big 12 Pitcher of the Year? Uh, I think so, in 18. Yeah, I mean, amazing. I mean, this guy is good. I went with Reagans because of upside. I really think Reagans. Uh, it was a higher, highly, more highly touted. I know his ERA is a little high at double A, but if you look at the, at the numbers there, I think, I think this guy, it, I think he is the real deal. I really do. And if he stays healthy, he's not going to next year will be another year where he's, he's going to probably have some innings watched on him because they're probably not going to let him just fly. I'm sure he'll be in fall instructs, but uh, you can't go wrong with either one. Uh, but, but yeah, Bradford's a good call. I went with Reagan's. Now let's go to catcher. That's okay. number two on the, the number two, the second position. Yeah, on that, that one seems pretty easy. I, I, yeah, I think Sam Huff is is the the guy there. He's not catching this year because of the knee surgery he had to have uh, back in April. Uh, he wants to catch. Yeah, <laughs> he's he's chomping at the bit to do it. Um, yeah, he's getting at bats. The bats a little eh, hot and cold, I guess. The right, power's still there, but I think um, clearly he's the best catch- catching prospect they have. He probably would have been in the major leagues this year if not for the knee injury. Uh, and I will, I will, I'm going to go pretty deep here and give you one from uh, the Arizona Complex League, um, Efrenair Navar- Narvaez, uh, young young guy, hits it. Good catcher. Obviously, he's he's about as low as you can go, but I think he's a guy to keep an eye on. Now, so this they, is they a good nickname, the fish. I don't know why they call him the fish. <laughs> that's what everybody calls him. He even calls himself that. How old is he? I've heard the name. How old is he? I don't think he's on one of Jamie's list. Real like up up in the high sixties or somewhere in there. Yeah, he's young, um, 19, 20, somewhere in there. You know, you, you lose track of the age of these guys because of last year. <laughs> yeah. You know, you know, you know, these guys are are a lot older than they should be. You yeah. Know? But anyway, you know, he, he, he's got a ways to go. Um, but, um, you know, you kind of look at catcher, Trevino and, and, and Heim, Huff, then what, then what, you know. Pozo, they obviously don't think he's a great catcher. So no. he got into David Garcia, who's who's been in high A all year. Um, so there, there, there's room. I mean, there, there, there's room. There's a, I mean, this could go sideways too, but sure. um, just, uh, just throwing it out there for, yeah, for the heck of it. Absolutely. And, you know, it's another position that's got a little depth. I mean, you know, it does kind of go deep. You're two major league. Look, you've got two quality major league pitchers or catchers up there now. Um, are, mm-hmm. Is one of them a really full-time leader where you, you know, are they both really good backups? I, I don't know, but they, they sure. fill the position well. I think Huff is the most valuable catcher because, it, look, the last time he caught, yes, he was catching in high A, but he was throwing out 50% of base runners at the time. Um, and, and look, that's that's high A. They probably try to steal a little more, uh, you know, things like that. It's not major league. Uh, it's not the same as major league and, and catching behind the plate and having to, you know, the ball probably moves a lot different than major leagues with those pitchers. But uh, throwing out 50% of the base runners is pretty impressive, especially for a guy that big. I mean, this is a yeah, big guy. You and I have been next to him. He's big. He's not just a hitter. I mean, he, he he's actually, you know, when you look how big he is, you think, well, this guy's, you know, a first baseman DH. He, he moves pretty good for a big fellow behind the plate. 
And uh, yeah, he, he's not a slouch defensively. No, not at all. And you know what? And, and he's got another story to go with it. We've talked about Ricky Venasco. He actually knocked Ricky Venasco out cold one time oh. uh, so, when they were playing in, it was either Spokane or they were playing uh, in Arizona and a, a base dealer took off. Ricky was on the mound and he nailed Ricky in the back of the head. Oh my gosh. Gave him a concussion. Ricky uh, yeah. missed the last month of the season with that. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that's some arm strength. Okay. First base. We got to go to first base. Um, now listen, I, I may have thrown a monkey wrench in this because I ended up putting a DH in here also. So you might be, maybe your first baseman could be your DH. I'm throwing it in on you. You're allowed to change it. Yeah. 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 You're allowed to Uh, change it at the last minute. So who do you think is first base? You know, um, I think, I think people right based on this year would, would say Dustin Harris, he's been kind of a breakthrough breakthrough star at low A and high A. Uh, you know, Curtis Terry came up to the majors. He's, he's, he's not great defensively. Um, sure. apostles are not going to play third base now with mm-hmm. Josh Young. Uh, but I, I'm, I'm going to go with Blaine Krim. Wow. I'm going to tell you why. Uh, this guy just hits. Does he and, ever? And you never really hear anything bad about him. Yeah. He, he, he came from, from a, a Juco Mississippi college hit right away. He went to, he went to high a hit. He's a double a he's hitting. He's got, tw- he's got uh, 27 home runs. Last I checked. Uh, I don't know what he did last night, um, but and he's hitting for average. His OPS is over 900. Yep. He's, he's going to have probably the best offensive season of anybody in the system just just based on on pure numbers uh, average around 300 on uh, high on base high slugging high over, i mean he's slugging 520 at double a so that that's that's pretty good for a guy that, that that made the jump so uh and you know he he's not he's not the biggest guy you know he uh, you know he's not like a six foot four first baseman but yeah he's right uh, around six hit, foot isn't he five eleven six the guy, foot? the guy hits so i'm I'm going to put my, I'm going to stick my neck out a little bit and go with him. That's not a bad one to go with at all. And you know what? I had him in my, in my top 20 and I want to do this for, for the, the Texas Ranger baseball newsletter. I have a top 20 I put out in prospects. Mine's a little different from most that you cannot have played one day in the major leagues and be on that list. So that means there are some guys that would obviously be on that list that won't be on mine because they had yeah. played a day in the major leagues. Um, I had Blaine Krim on, on the beginning of the season at 16, I think that I had okay. him and he was probably a jump. A lot of people but i looked at his numbers over the and he's this isn't the, this isn't like a breakout year for blaine Krim since he's been in the organization he's hit and man yeah. he got a little bit of a slow start but man he took off and he, he hits for average and power i went with dustin harris um All right. look I, I i like i like curtis terry um like Krim. They're, they're really a one-horse pony. There's not much else they can do defensively but play first base or, or DH. But Dustin Harris, he's the one I'm watching, so I, I, I think it's Dustin Harris, and that's who I went with. All right, that's great. All right, well, I, I, think, I think there's still some question on where he ends up. I, they he, like he's a, a third baseman too, right? He's athletic enough to play third, and they think he can play the outfield too. So maybe he's uh, – anyway. Yeah, no, you, yeah, you're exactly right. I don't think you went wrong with your pick. I'm not, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I like it. Okay, so let's go to second base. Uh, we're probably on the same page here, but second base. Yeah, that was pretty easy. Foscue. Foscue. Yeah. Yeah. Although, although I'll say this, it depend, You know, if Ezekiel Duran, he's playing, he's played some shortstop at high A. Uh, he's played a lot of second base. The you know one of one of the four guys who came from the uh, the Yankees in the Gallo trade. Yep. So, um, and he's he'll he'll be on the forty man roster. Uh, you know, 
he has to be protected. He's eligible for the Rule 5 draft. So he'll be on the 40-man uh, probably before Foskey was. But um, that's, that's, a guy to, that's a guy to watch too. But just, you know, Foskey, what he did at high, he's struggling a little bit in Frisco. But um, I, I still think he's the guy. I, I do too. And and uh, I, I like Foskey. There's, it's hard to argue. And look, this guy was taken 14th overall uh, at Mississippi State. They loved him. I mean, I got a buddy that went to Mississippi State. The minute they drafted him, he knew what I did with the podcast. All that. He started giving me a bunch of crap about it and calling, you're going to love this guy and all of that. Uh, mm. I think Foskey is going to, he's a big leaguer. And I think he does stay at second base. I know he's played some, did he play some shortstop too? I think, but yeah, he's probably not well enough. Though. Yeah, I no, I, I don't know that. Yeah, he, I think he's pretty much been just second base. Yeah, he, and he's and and he's not a little guy either. I mean, he's not tall. Don't get me wrong; he's not like six four playing second base, but uh, uh, he's not small. I mean, this is a six yeah. foot six foot one guy over there, and got a little pop. You saw what he did in high aim. All right, well, what about this? Will be I think third base might be easier than all of them, right? Yeah, Josh Young next. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Do we don't even? You know what? If you want to know our scouting report on Josh Young, go back and listen to episode two, where we talked to Josh well, Young. Well, let's do give a nod to Apostle who can play there, and then yes, uh, Davis Wenzel is playing shortstop this year at Frisco, but he can he can move all over, and I, and I think there's some thought that third base is his best position. So, um, but let's not lose track of him. I know he's been hurt this year, but uh, a guy who in 2019 shared Big Twelve Player of the Year honors with Josh Young with Josh so. Young. Yeah. Another Baylor guy. Baylor's got a good baseball program. You know, the Big 12's got a big baseball program. You've got Baylor. You've got t- TCU's got a great baseball program. Yeah, of course. Yeah, in Texas and Texas Tech. Do what now? Texas for a few more years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, until they leave. Yeah. Yeah. Are you bitter about that? You're a TCU guy. No, I'm not bitter. That's fine. And then, you know, best, best of luck to him. <laughs> yeah. Look, I'm a UT fan. They're I didn't go be. there. And I, I think that uh, I, I used to get on my Aggie buddies that it was an easier ride to the national championship in football through the Big 12. And boy, Texas had an easier ride to the national championship. They don't anymore. They just, yeah, they totally, they, they told that around, but we're talking baseball here. So Josh Young, obviously that at third base. Yes. Apostel. I like Apostel and Apostel is one of the most patient hitters. He, he does not, he, he goes after good pitches. He is not a free swinger and has good at bats. And yes, I do like Apostel. I think he, as big as he is, he might end up at first base. Um, yeah, I think so. All right. Now this one should be interesting. Shortstop. Who do you got at shortstop? Well, I've got, I've got, I wrote down six guys here. Okay. That's how, that's how how deep it is. It is. It it is. Um, you know, I, I, I don't, I don't know enough about these two Yankee guys, Smith and, and, and Duran. Mm -hmm. Uh, I know where they're ranked by a lot of industry publications. Um, very, very uh, highly regarded. Um, you know, and then then there's Acuna and there's a a Costa who's hurt. Right. Cam Collins, who's probably too young. Chris Seas, who's Mr. Injury, unfortunately. Uh, but I'll go, I'll go with Duran. Um, we'll, we'll not, we'll say he's not a second baseman. We'll go okay. ahead and put him on top of my list. So Ezekiel Duran. I, I like Ezekiel Duran. I went with Acuna, uh, Luis Angel, Acuna Jr. Is that, he's junior, isn't he? he I don't think he's junior. He's just Louis. No, no, I'm thinking of his brother. His okay. Junior. 
Yeah, his brother's junior. Louis, Louis Angel Acuna, who is, by the way, a lot of hype in him coming into the season. He has turned it on. He started off a little slow, but uh, yeah. he has turned it on. And and a lot of people said that he hit the ball harder than his, his brother. Um, he's starting to hit the ball. He doesn't have the power of his brother, but uh, he looks I, – I, I, they don't play on TV much uh, with the with the MILB app that I've got because uh, mm-hmm. they just don't show any of the low A and high games. Uh, neither one of those, Down East or Hickory, have uh, – they don't they don't uh, televise their games for uh, for the MILB app, so yeah. I, I haven't seen unless they're playing in, a, in an away game. And he looks good though. Um, I'm, Acosta was one too, but you know what? I went with Acuna over Acosta for the same reason that we kind of went with Win over Lighter. Acosta's just been hurt. He just hasn't had that chance yeah. yet. He had some. Uh, some Dominican league where he did well there, very young. But I want to see come stateside and that translate, even if it's the Arizona Complex League, um, you know, something there. But um, injuries hurt, and it doesn't mean, I think, any lower of Acosta. It's just, and boy, Cease, I think there were a lot of people that thought Chris Cease was going to, he was going to be the one to supplant Elvis Andrus. And I think that's what a lot of people thought. But you talk about the worst luck of any of them. Yeah, you know, based on what he did in instructs, people thought he was going to have be at high for just a little while and, and shoot up. Um, it didn't happen. He got hurt maybe 10 games into the season. If that, you know, I, I, <laughs> I, felt, I felt terrible because I talked to him that day. Oh, my gosh. On, on the phone before 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 BP, before anything. You know, of course, we talked about him being healthy and taking care of his body. And he goes out there and, and tears up his knee that night trying to turn a, a, a double play in extra innings. So uh, I felt terrible. <laughs> like, I'm not saying I was a jinx, but maybe I jinxed him. Now, yeah, you know what? And, and I will say this. This injury, a knee injury, that one doesn't scare me as bad as the two shoulder injuries, which were sure. – you saw what it did to, to – uh, um, good Lord, what uh, – Profar, Profar and the shoulder injury that kept him out two years. Those were scarier to me. A knee, it sucks. Don't get me wrong, it sucks. But uh, knee injury is a little easier to come back from, I think, with good, you know, and and uh, it wouldn't surprise me if he was actually probably running around already and doing that, but why not hold him out? There's no sense in trying to get him into games. By the end of the year, he can go into fall instructs again. And you make sure the knee is good and healthy. Uh, but I went with Acuna. Okay, so we got Duran and Acuna at shortstop. Let's go to left field. Now, I, that's the way I went left field, center field, right field. Seven, eight, nine. Okay. This is tough. Outfield's tough because they do kind of move yeah. around. Um, right. I think my center fielder's probably somewhere where you're thinking on center field, but left and right's hard to do. But what did you go with? Well, yeah, because they can't all play center field. Right. My left fielder is Evan Carter. Okay, you went and, Evan Carter. And, uh, I, and, and yeah, I mean, another guy who was hurt, he only played two months, um, is not going to play again this season. As a as, as a, a very, you know, as a teenager, he was, he would, I think, blew blew some people away, especially those who criticized the the, the Rangers drafting overall in, in 2020 and um, unbelievable patience, great command of the strike zone, uh, plays hard, uh, steals bases. Yep. Uh, he's going to grow into his his, his body. He's got a, he's you know six four, maybe one eighty right now. He's got a yep. chance to get to two ten, two fifteen. Power will come with that. Um, the Rangers think he can play center field. Um, they they have uh, who I think is a center fielder in the future on the roster right now, Leo Di Tavares. Yep. Um, I, I think that um, you know, I mean Carter Carter's two three four years away anyway. So who knows what's going to happen by then? But uh, I, I I think that 
just trying to juggle the mix, I'm going to put him as my left fielder. Okay, so I went. I kind of went the same route because he can't be a center fielder also, but I went with Bubba Thompson, who's had sort of a breakout year. Um, this is a guy that was a first-round pick. Obviously, you know Bubba. Um, mm-hmm. and, but uh, I, I put him in left field uh, because they can't all play center field. So he's the guy I switched over to left field. Um, right. I like Bubba and what he's done this year. I've watched him. He's still got a little swing and miss in his bat, but he's shown a little power. Uh, he's a great kid. I talked to him one time in Hickory. Uh, actually, I was in West Virginia when I talked to him. Um, he, you know, saw him at spring training. Um, I, I do like Bubba. I'm pulling for Bubba. He's just a sweet kid. Uh, but I, I like that he's broke out this year. If he makes it to the major leagues, that would be fantastic. I'd like to see him do it. But right now, he's still got a little bit to work on. Yeah. Well, he's my center fielder. Okay. So, well, <laughs> yeah. I, I, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm pretty encouraged by what he's done this year. I think that from where he was in 19, uh, when he was, and he even admits he, we, he and I were talking about, it, he said, he said BP was tough in 2019. So, you know, he's, <laughs> he struggled. He was hurt. And then, yeah, the hamate bone is that, that right, bone in the room. back and like bruised his tailbone real quick. Never got, never got going, picked it up a little bit in the fall league. Uh, I think he took advantage of, of uh, the downtime uh, with COVID last year. Um, took advantage of his time uh, at the alternate site and, and the Rangers thought he was going to have a big year last year if there had been a minor league season. Yeah. But I think he's doing it this year. You know, he's, he's making more contact. Uh, he hit a lead off home run last night. I think that gives him six uh, steals bases, great yeah. speed, good outfielder. So uh, I'm, 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 I'm optimistic that uh, the swing and miss is, is on the way down and that he's he's figuring out how to make more contact. Still pretty young, too. I mean, he was a high school draft pick. So um, and look, he, he, Bubba being my left fielder, I think, God, that's weird that we did that because my center fielder is Evan Carter. Um, yeah. So I went just the opposite. And I've heard. Uh, comparisons to Bellinger, uh, you know, tall left-hander, uh, mm-hmm. you know, smooth out there, got a lot of, you know, and just his approach is amazing. If y'all paid attention, go look at his numbers. There weren't a lot of them. Uh, he played it down east. But look at his walks compared to strikeouts. Uh, that yeah, For a kid that for that young to be that's playing, unbelievable. That's, that's unbelievable um, yeah. what he did there. So they, they love – they love his power. They love what his potential. Evan Carter is, I think he's the one besides maybe Josh Young. Uh, he might be the one position player in this organization that they think could be a superstar if it really all comes together. Um, they've got a yeah. lot of great major league talent cool. on here. Yeah, they, 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 when I was doing my deal for Baseball America in the offseason, they were talking potential five tool guy. Yep. So, yeah, when you're talking you know, five tool, you're talking Josh Hamilton. That's what, that's what five tools is. They don't throw is. that around very much. Yeah. No, no, they don't throw it around. And, you know, and Kip, when, when we did the interview with Kip after he was drafted and he sat there and talked about this guy, he he threw out, I'll never forget, talking to Kip on that Zoom call because everyone didn't know who he was. He said had they had a season, most people would have been in on him. Right. Uh, right. But he said, this guy has the potential to be a five-tool guy. That He doesn't throw that around a lot. And he threw right. that out, and I remember him throwing it out distinctly and went, okay, well, my eyes are now on Evan Carter. Let's see what you're talking about. Sure. And the results have been there, like they said. Yeah. All right, right field it's another hard yeah, one to do yeah, this is this is kind of a tough one um you know because i think a lot of people want to want to do byron laura um you know the the, the big signee and in, in 2019 yep. from the dominican uh aaron zavala uh, the second round pick who, who's who's 
finally moved on to down east. You, you don't re- you don't really know you know what, what's going on with him medically. It obviously isn't pre- preventing him from playing. Yeah. Um, Laura, you know, was in that car wreck in which uh, one of the passengers in the car died. Right. So uh, that I think that affected him. Um, kind of the whole off season and yeah. and into this year, I think that's behind him now. Um, and and then you know, Steel Walkers had a had a, a nice season uh, at at Frisco and and yep. and now at Triple A. But I'm a, I'm gonna go with Zavala. Um, you know, a, a, a proven college hitter. Uh, I think um, you know what whatever it is, it sounds like he he's got his uh, wits about him. Um, but yeah, I mean, you're talking about the the, the Pac-12 offensive player of the year, and uh, that that's that's a that's a pretty darn good baseball league. And uh, yeah, I, I think that that you know he maybe he's not a corner outfielder. I mean, I know there's been some talk of moving him around. I mean, I guess he could always play first base, but um, I, I would go with him. I just I just think that that uh, just from what I've read and what I've heard about his makeup and then know what he did on the field. I think that there's some, there might be something there. Yeah. The only problem, the only problem is the Rangers have a second round pick jinx. So we got to watch out for that for Carter. And for Zavala. But, <laughs> but, uh, let, let's, let's, let's look past that right now and go ahead. We're not talking about jinxes right now. I okay. did, uh, I did steel Walker and, um, I, and look, it, it was tough Zavala. Just haven't seen enough of him. You, you do have to look at the, 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 uh, what he did in college. I mean, yeah, the pack, the pack 12 is good. I mean, uh, they play good baseball there. USC, you got UCLA's got a good program, Oregon, yeah. Oregon State. I mean, there's good baseball, and it's another good baseball conference. Um, and, yes, he was the – you know, there's they're going for college players. They've got, what, four college player of the years on their, in their system right now. So I can see where Zavala came in. I tell you what, if Steel Walker ever lives up to his confidence – <laughs> he will be a all-star and he will be a hall of famer because he has no lack of confidence. And that is for sure. Just the way he carries himself. Sure. And <laughs> you know, you kind of like that. You got to have a, a guy with swagger, but you know, you, you listen to him, you talk to him. He's a good guy. He does, it doesn't, it doesn't, uh, rub you know it might rub people the wrong way on the field but it doesn't rub us the wrong way and uh as long as he doesn't rub me the wrong way that's fine with me yeah and you know and, and we talked about this we we brought up in one of the earlier shows about someone like a trevor bauer and you know it's something like that it, it, you know in the whole system uh uh still walker might be the one that that's got the attitude that's kind of the the big you know, boastful attitude and all of that, but he's a good guy. He's a really good guy and he's a good ball player. Uh, he's got some power. Um, but you watch how he walks up to the play and he walks up there with confidence going on. And I'm telling you, yeah, there's nothing outlandish about him. Jog around the bases is pretty entertaining. (laughs) He does that too. Okay. Now I did do a D eight. So I threw that in on you. Um, I did Curtis Terry. So, All right. uh, is who I said, um, uh, you know, we, we've got a big league DH in, in, uh, Calhoun, but Curtis Terry, uh, you know, he'll have to do more than he did when he came up here. I think there's some first time jitters, but there's nowhere really to put Curtis Terry. Uh, Blaine Krim would be another one. I'll, I'll go, with, I'll go, with, I'll go with Terry. And that's, you know, that's, that's fair. He's, he's, he's hit. And, you know, ever since he got sent down, he's hit some more. So, yep. you know, it's just, you never know. Maybe he put pressure on himself. Uh, yeah, that's what I've wondered. It didn't work, and he deserves a second chance. I mean, I, you know, he's he's not somebody to throw away based on what thirty at bats or whatever. It is. Absolutely. Uh, and and yeah, he he really he really is a lot. He's better defensively, but he's still not good enough. So I think I think uh, he's got DH written all over him, and that's fine. Yeah. You know? 
Well, that look, if your bat plays, you will find a place onto the field. Um, mm-hmm. that, and look, and if, and if there's two guys, if him and Krim are both hitting, you know, 300 with the home runs and on base percentage in the big leagues, both of them will be in the lineup. So you're going to, you know, I know they're defensively. Yeah, they're going to they're going to find a place. They're going to work you out. And look what they do with Calhoun, who's become a decent outfielder. Um, honestly, uh, he worked hard and lost the weight and did all of that. I mean, it, he's just got to stay healthy. OK, last one. We're going to get on before we get out of here. Relief pitcher who in the system is a, a future closer in the making or just a good relief pitcher in the making. Um, could be right or left hand. It doesn't matter. All right. Um, I'll, I'll be honest. If you'd asked me this in February, I might've said AJ Alexi, but um, I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll go with Alex Spees. I know he's hurt. Yep. Like, but he throws 102 and um, you know, you look, you look at him physically and uh, his arms are so long. It, it's unbelievable how, how long his arms are. That's like, you know, he's tall and athletic looking, but right. Well, it's like his, it's like his, hands can drag on the ground. It's unbelievable. Yeah. I, uh, like you could just reach up and touch a rim just based on how long his <laughs> arms are. Um, you know, he's got to stay healthy, obviously. Uh, when, when he did pitch this season, he, he was throwing more strikes, which was something that he absolutely had to do. Right. Uh, so I think that's an important, important step there, but he's, he's a, he's a good guy. Uh, and again, he throws 102 and, and his slider can be devastating. So uh, that that's, that's got back end written all over it. And so by gosh, I'm going with Alex Spies. Easy one to go with uh, Alex. I, I, I debated Alex. I do like Alex Spies. It's a, you know, you, a couple of them have made major league debuts this year. It was really, it you know, it was good to go in with Barlow and someone like Uvila and stuff like that. I went with kind of off the beaten path. I went with a guy who's technically listed as a starter right now, and Fine. he's been starting. And but I think that this guy's body type is going to turn him into a reliever and a good one, and that's Ronnie Henriquez. All right. I think that I mean, look, he's he's done well as a pitcher. Um, he's done well as a starter. I just think with his body type and as big as he is, he's he's not big guys. He weighs like 150 pounds, soaking wet. Uh, he's only about five ten. Man, he brings it. He's got a couple of quality pitches. He throws the ball hard. Those in the mid. Throws a lot of strikes. Yeah, he throws a lot of strikes. I think this guy is one of these guys going to come in and end up being a back of the bullpen guy. And 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 doing. I, I just do. I think he has to use a lot of his body to hit that to hit that speed. Uh, but I like him. I like what he's done. He's fun to watch pitch too. Yeah, you know, uh, one of the things uh, when I was doing that Baseball America offseason deal, um, he people think he has the, in, in the Rangers, they, they think he has the best, like best mechanics, best smoothest delivery. So, so that that could uh, that could help, you know, uh, a guy who's who's five foot ten and wiry, you know, yeah. do what he does as far as velocity can help him stay healthy. You know, and and and, and again, with that size, though. He may not be a guy that ever throws 200 innings, so maybe he does end up uh, working as a reliever. You know, they're they're big on these multiple inning guys these days. That seems to be the rage with the Rangers guys who can pitch multiple innings. Maybe not pitch every day, but you know, bridge the the seventh and the eighth every other day. You yeah, know, Jonathan Hernandez or Jose Leclerc types. Um, so hey, I like it. Yeah, I, I, I like it. We'll Only see. Five- Start. Only five guys can start. Absolutely. So. And they got a lot of quality arms to do that. Hey, Reagans could end up being, you know, someone that ends up in a bullpen or kind of a long roll, something like that. There's definitely ways to go, but I, I like Henrique's guys. That was fun. I, that's fun to watch. That can, we could try to do this every year towards the end. We'll see some other prospects do it. AJ Alexi. 
compare do the beginning and the end absolutely we'll do it before the season we're gonna you know before the season starts i think we we get into right before spring training we need to do a road show we'll get out to texas live and maybe get somebody to join us out there um and set up and and do something before because i know we'll try to get off the spring training and we may not have a chance to do it before the season and when the season starts jeff's busier than me but it's a full season of work so working these in um Anything else before we get out of here? Uh, not that I can think of, you know, um, I just, you know, I, I, I'm always, uh, I, I do not like self-promotion, but, uh, I got to plug the website and absolutely. Um, you know, we, we have, some, we, we really do have some good stuff and, you know, this podcast is part of it. Um, the, the, the video version, which is going to be available on our YouTube channel, um, you know, it's just another, another way, another thing. And and those are free, but you know, you get the full access, you get, you get the stories, the, the, the more in-depth farm stuff, uh, more in-depth stories out about the, the Rangers themselves, you get TR stuff. Um, so it's, it's good stuff. And if it's only five ninety nine a month, so, I mean, I, that's like, uh, that's like a Starbucks, you know? Yeah. It, it, that's cheaper than yeah. a meal at Waterburger. I mean, that, yeah, one meal at Waterburger. You're a double Frappuccino mocha latte <laughs> and, and just one day and just, you know, devote it to, to some good baseball coverage. I agree. Look, five ninety nine is cheap and the coverage is fantastic. I love what TR does. I love your writing every day that you go in depth. There's things you write about that. I'm like, wow. So, you know, maybe that's why you'd answer that text. He's working on that because you do go in depth on that. But besides that, there's another part of it. That's worth it. There's great dog videos. He puts on there every day. That's right. right. (laughs) It's good dog videos and they're funny and hilarious. So, I mean, this is full on entertainment and anything that Jeff and I talk about is usually already been talked about by Jeff two or three days before. So when you get come and hear this, it's nice to hear it for free, but go in guys, this is cheap to do. And uh, I've enjoyed it. And I I tell you what, it's been worth every dime I spent. Yeah. And if you can't stand our voices or looking at our faces, then just, you know, Go read it. Get a subscription. <laughs> go read it. Absolutely. Get it these easy. You can do it. Only our wives have to love our faces. And I think that's a law. Other than that, y'all, y'all can just go read it. That's right. We're good. Well, guys, that's been it. We want to give a big thanks to AJ Alexi, who took time out of his day today. I know that the they're in San Francisco. Start that weekend series tomorrow. Uh, Jeff. This has been great. We'll get together next week. I'm leaving out of town uh, tomorrow, so I've got to get out of town, and we'll come back next week. And uh, I'm not going to tell you who we got coming on, but we're planning on another big one. For all of you that listen, go down below, give us a like, uh, tell your friends about it. Once again, thanks for listening. AJ, thanks a lot. And guys, we'll see you at the yard. <laughs>